because knowing what you don't want is great. That's really powerful yeah. a manifestation tool because I know I don't want that. So now <laughs> I can look and see what I do want. And so the process is, you know, you take a sheet of paper, you draw a line down the middle and you write down all the stuff that you don't want. And then on the other side, you go, okay, well, if I don't want that, what what would the opposite of that look like? Or what what would it look like the thing that I do want? And write all that stuff down yeah. on the opposite side. And it's a tweaking process so you might not get it all perfectly right. But just to have it all laid out in front of you gives you a sort of a, a starting point yeah. to go, okay, I can see how I could move from that thing that I don't want into something more like what I do want. Is that really what I want? Hello, friends, and welcome back to Curiously Wise, Practical Spirituality in Action. I'm Lauren Whittaker, host as always, and today I have Cooper Gillespie with me. And she and I had fun on her podcast a while back, not too long ago, actually, and decided we really needed to have a conversation for my podcast, too. So that's what we're doing today. And Cooper is so much fun to talk to. So I know that this is going to be, and I say this every single time, I know it's going to be a fabulous conversation because it always is. But I actually have experience with Cooper this time. So Cooper, welcome to Curiously Wise and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so I am, I call myself a manifestation mentor. And basically what that means is I just try to help people live their most awesome life. You know, whatever it is, the thing that they want to do, I try to help them get unstuck so that they can do it. Yeah, so that's what I did. Yeah, okay. And we're going to talk about manifestation because this is something that I can look back and see I've manifested a lot of amazing things in my life. But it was all done usually in the service of somebody else. I, you know, my I really wanted it to happen because somebody in my family, you know, was it was important to them or or somebody was expecting it of me. And I really wanted to deliver on that. But I didn't do it consciously. And so talk to us first about what it means to manifest something. It's a word we we use a lot, but I'm not sure everybody really knows what we mean by that. Yeah, it's an interesting word. I'm like, is there a better word to use? Because I agree with you, but I think it's a lot of times the best word to use because there aren't a lot of words that mean what it is, which is basically, I guess if there was another way of saying it, consciously creating your life, consciously creating what you want in your life. I know Mitch Horowitz, who's a historian, especially of the occult and spirituality, he called manifestation, I think it's like selection or selectors or something. Mm. And, And what he means by that is that you select, you select what you're going to do or what's going to happen. And I think that's another interesting way of thinking of it. Because, you know, if, you know, anyone knows anything about quantum physics in the quantum, all possibilities are possible, right? All probabilities are possible. And so I like that idea of I'm selecting this probability and I'm going to go down this path and make that happen. So that's another interesting way of thinking of it. Yeah. But basically it's just consciously creating your life. All right. I like that. That's yeah, because manifesting, I think there's there's a lot of baggage around that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I've certainly, I was, we were talking earlier and I was saying I'm kind of having a dark night of the soul with my business. And we're just like, a, it's going through an evolution and part of it is that. And I'm trying, and I am searching for a better way to describe what it is I do for, for that reason, because manifestation, there's been a lot of spiritual bypassing in the manifestation community. And a lot, a lot of people actually shaming and guilting people for things in their lives and using manifestation as, as an excuse for that. And I am not down with any of that. You know, this yeah. idea that you attract the bad stuff into your life is a bunch of 
BS in my opinion. And so, yeah, I have been, I'd love to find a better way to describe it, (laughs) but I haven't found it yet. Well, so we're going to use the word manifesting today. I love that idea of consciously creating your life. That's, that's going to be the title of this episode. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Perfect. So, so talk to us a little bit about how one can do that. So first of all, you have to know what you want. And actually, as simple as it sounds, this is oftentimes the hardest step for people. A lot of people have a lot of, you know, shame or fear around just actually admitting out loud with the thing that they want. And part of that is because a lot of us were taught by very well-meaning adults in our lives to, you know, remember where you came from. Don't get too big for your britches. You know, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't have what you want because there's so many other people out there suffering, you know. And so, yeah, yeah, so a lot of people have a hard time with that. But that is step number one. You have to be able to articulate and admit to yourself what it is that you want to create. And then, you know, you there's all sorts of processes you can use to actually bring that into your 3D reality. But but that's step one. So because a lot of us have these subconscious blocks because we have these well-meaning adults who have put all this information into our brains when we were little about what, how you go through life. And, you know, they meant well, but it's not always helpful that programming that we got as kids. So a lot of us have subconscious blocks. So even if you get to the point where you can admit what you want, then if you haven't worked on the subconscious blocks that are you saying, no, you shouldn't have that. No, that's not safe to have that. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to be really hard to get it. So that's another step is you've got to work on removing those blocks. And then just taking inspired action and and letting it go. I mean, they always say like, oh, you know, let it go and just off to the universe. And it's like, why, why do that? Well, because what I found in my journey is that the universe is going to bring you probably something way cooler than the thing Mm -hmm. that you thought you want in the first place. And it's going to do it in the wildest way. Like you couldn't have even foreseen the path. (laughs) And so it's like, I'm going, you know, I, I know what I want. I've, I'm doing the inner work to remove those subconscious thoughts. I'm taking inspired action every day. And, but be open to what, how wacky the universe is going to get. Right. It's really wild and incredible how the universe will bring you things that you thought, you know, you thought you wanted one thing. It actually brings you something cooler and in a way weirder way than you could have ever envisioned. Yes. Yeah. Mike Dooley talks about the dreaded house. You know, because we we start to go, this is what I want and this is how it should come or this is how I see it coming. And that's just closing down the possibilities. Uh, like you said, the universe delivers in, in magnificent ways. <laughs> totally. And and the house can stop people from even getting started because they get so in their head of like, well, how would this even happen? Yeah. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. OK, I guess this can't happen. And then they just like shut down. Right. So yeah, it, that, never worry about the how, because trust me, the how is going to be way weirder than you thought it was going to be. <laughs> and and never a straight line either, you know? No. You never no. a straight line, so. No. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a, a long and winding road. And that's that's part of what's cool about, uh, about manifestation, about life, is that we get to go on the journey. I always use the example of if you were going to go on a European cruise or something, and you started off in Greece and you were supposed to end up in Venice and the some, you know, magical God hand just picked up the boat and plopped you down in Venice the next day. You'd miss the whole cool journey of going to all the different places. Right. And it's like that in life. It's like, we think we want to get to a destination. The truth is there is no destination, but if we, if you just hurry and try to get there, you miss 
all the the cool journey and all the different people and places that you're going to go and meet along the way. Right, right. And you never know. For me, one of the things that stopped me manifesting in the past and still does sometimes because, you know, it's sort of ingrained is that I have that seems like way bigger a dream than I could ever accomplish. But what I've learned is that if I, like you said, just go, this would be really cool and let it go. Then I, that journey, that windy journey, because I always want to right there, right there, right now. (laughs) But the windy journey takes me through all the steps to get where I need to be to receive that, that whatever that wonderful thing is. And so I've, I have learned to kind of relax. (laughs) It's like, this would be really hard. Okay. I'm just gonna have to just like put it out there and then move on. (laughs) Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to do that. If you've ever, you know, like say you're in a job search, right. And, and you've interviewed and you've interviewed and, and there's a job that you really want and the interview process is taking a long time and you're not, and it's like to just relax is so hard, especially if you need the money, right. It's so hard to just be like, okay, I'm just going to trust that even if I don't get this job, that that's because there's a better job coming along or that that job is coming to me and there's a bunch of stuff happening that I don't know. It's like, it's hard to relax during that time, but you got to do it because otherwise you're just going to drive yourself crazy for no reason. Right. And then you end up sabotaging yourself, you know, and that's, that's not a good thing. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. It's, it's a challenging process, but if you can just trust and know that Everything is always working out for you and for the higher good. Mm-hmm. Everything truly is. Even the stuff that feels terrible, even the the challenges, you know, it's taken me a long time to get to this point, but I'm so grateful for the darkest points in my life because those were the times when I grew the most. Mm-hmm. Those are the times when I learned the most. And so everything is truly working out for your highest good, even if it doesn't feel good when you're going through it. Right, right. Especially when it doesn't feel good. Those are the biggest yes. lessons that we learn in my in my personal experience. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, how did you learn to manifest? Because this is this is a passion of yours, and I know that our passions usually rise out of you know our experiences and the, and the joy we get from it. So, tell yeah. us that little bit about your story. <laughs> yeah. So, I am very passionate about helping people consciously create their lives because for the first thirty three years of my life, I lived completely unconsciously, completely. And not in my power, had no idea that I had any personal power, had no idea that I was creating this, this crazy life that I was creating around me. And I, I hit a I had a pretty big brick wall right around the time it was close to 30 where I, I'd been in a band with my first husband and we were on the we were making it, you know, all the stuff was happening. And then everything fell apart for a lot of reasons, but the marriage, the band, a lot of friendships from that whole musical situation. And that was how we were making our living. So also like how we made our living, like everything fell apart. And I I entered a pretty deep depression because I had never, I never quote unquote failed that hard. Now I know there's no such thing as failure, but no one ever told, you know, I was a high achiever. I was a straight A student. I knew how to do things right, you know, and no one ever told me that Failing is one of the most important parts of success, right? That hitting those brick walls and and maybe having everything fall apart is part of the process. I didn't know that. And so it really messed with me. I entered a really dark, dark place for several years, started doing hard drugs, started like I I was just, it was, it was 
bad. And so what happened was it, I'd actually overstimulated my heart. And my doctor was like, you need to stop doing drugs or you're going to die. And I was like, I'm not going to stop without doing drugs that night. My mom had invited me on this Abraham Hicks cruise, which she said, she called me up and clearly my whole family was like, whoa, what's happening? And she's going down a dark path. My mom said, I would like to take you on a cruise. And I was like, okay, because I wanted to go on a cruise. I'd never been on one. And then she said, it's an Abraham cruise. Do you know who Abraham Hicks is? And I said, no. And she proceeded to explain Abraham Hicks was this like these primordial beings or something that were channeled through this lady named Esther. And I was like, absolutely not. Hell no. That sounds like some weird hippie stuff. No, I'm not going. <laughs> and my mom was like, listen, you only have to go on one to one Abraham event. And then if you, if you hate it, you can just enjoy the cruise. You don't have to go to any more events. And I was like, okay, I, that's, I can live with that. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So about, it was a couple of weeks after the whole overstimulating the heart thing, the cruise happened. And I'm so glad that I accepted my mom's invitation because that cruise changed my life. I went to that first Abraham event, walked in the auditorium, all these happy, chirpy people who I hated immediately because <laughs> they were all so damn happy were singing this like song, like, if you want it, you can have it when you get out of the way. I was like, oh, gag me, you know? And then, and then Jerry Hicks was still alive at the time. He came out. Mm -hmm. Esther came out. She brought Abraham out. And... It was like, you know, there's that story in the Bible where, you know, Paul talks about walking along the road to Damascus with me, the eye, the scales fell from his eyes. He could see for the first time. Yeah. That is exactly what happened to me. It was like a, it was like a religious experience. I, because I heard a message I'd never heard in my life, which was that you have the power to consciously create your life. You don't like something in your life. Guess what? You can change it. Now, it sounds crazy that I, someone could live for over 30 years and, and not understand that. But literally, I had no idea. And from that moment in my life, everything changed. I never did drugs again. I was able to pull myself up out of my deep, dark hole of despair. And I, and I got really turned on by this idea. Like, wow, you can, I could consciously create my life. You could consciously create your life. When I came back from that cruise and I wanted to tell everyone, I was like, hey, did you know? You can consciously create your life. And a lot of people were like, whoa, what happened to you on that cruise? But then some of my... Friends and family were were open to, they wanted to hear more and I wanted to talk about it more. And so I guess I kind of began quote unquote coaching people back then for free. I didn't know that was a, anything that you could do, but mm -hmm. just like helping, trying to help people get unstuck. And so what ended up happening was because Abraham really deals so much with the law of attraction and more with that sort of, that sort of aspect of manifestation. And what I found was that only takes you so far because when I, when I would be trying to help a friend get unstuck, it's like we could recognize that they had bad habits or that they had limiting beliefs or things keeping them stuck. And we could get to that point. But then I, the law of attraction wasn't enough to just like get rid of those things and really help them get unstuck. It could take me so far. It could take them so far. And then there was, a, there was an issue there. And I think what the issue was was that there are a lot of things in our lives that need to be worked through subconsciously, the subconscious blocks, and also in our bodies somatically. There's a lot that we store, traumas and things that we store in our bodies and that they need to be worked through in the body. You can't just law of attraction your way out of those things. And so, yeah, so I... I went on that, you know, the seeker journey where I just like learning all the tools and sort of amassing this toolbox full of all these different tools that could help me and p other people get through things because you need a different tool. What I discovered was you needed different tools for different situations that people were dealing with. <clears throat> and, and that's how I ended up here. It was a very long journey. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that's that's everybody I know who is in a business that's based on spirituality has had a journey like that where you've hit a wall and things were crappy and dangerous and or, you know whatever. And whatever way you found out is sort of where we end up, you know, being experts at. And so for me, you talk about the somatic experience, the body, that's for me, all of my blocks and things manifested in my body. And I had to work with healers to get to understand that that's what was going on. And then they helped me move the energy and then, you know, and then you understand it and you can let it go and the whole process. And that's what I do with my clients. You know? <laughs> it's that piece. It's also why I believe there's so many of us that do so many different things when we're talking about energy and, and the universe and spirituality, because everybody needs their own little recipe of health, you know? And so. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We all have different stuff that we different life experiences and different stuff we're going through. And so it makes sense that we all might need different tools to help us flourish. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I come back to again and again is that knowing what you want, because I lived more than 33 years. I lived 55 years or more knowing what I didn't want, knowing who I did not want to be, knowing what kind of life I did not want to have. But I really couldn't articulate what I did want. And a lot of that comes from family dysfunction and and childhood issues and and those kinds of things. And I've, you know, clearly I've worked through a lot of that. But, but so for someone like me who has a hard time defining, I was always defining myself against my parents, basically. I don't want to be like that. What's a good first step to try to figure out what it is you do want? Yeah, there's a law of attraction process. I think it's an Abraham process called contrast to creation. And, and it's a great, it's a great exercise for this. I mean, because Knowing what you don't want is great. That's really powerful yeah. manifestation tool because I know I don't want that. So now uh -huh. I can look and see what I do want. And so the process is, you know, you take a sheet of paper, you draw a line down the middle and you write down all the stuff that you don't want. And then on the other side, you go, okay, well, if I don't want that, what what would the opposite of that look like? Or what what would it look like the thing that I do want? And write all that stuff down yeah. on the opposite side. And it's a tweaking process. So you might not get it all perfectly right. But just to have it all laid out in front of you gives you a sort of a, a starting point yeah. to go, okay, I can see how I could move from that thing that I don't want into something more like what I do want. Is that really what I want? Or do I want to tweak it even more and make it more what I want? You know. But I find for me personally, writing has been one of the most powerful manifestation mm -hmm. tools. And mm. so this is, this is a great writing process to, to use for that. Oh, okay. So that's, that's really great. Yeah. I find that because I, I am a writer, you know, by, by trade in the past and and I'm starting to do more writing again. But for me, I have, I journaled a lot in my tumultuous years. When I'm happy, I don't journal much. <laughs> but in my tumultuous years, my, my teens and 20s, I journaled constantly. And I learned that I didn't know what I was thinking or feeling until I saw it on the page. So it yeah. gave me that perspective, got me out of the wash of all the emotions and let me just see what was really under all that. So I'm a big fan of getting things out of your head and onto the page because it does give you that, gives you literal distance from them to, mm -hmm. to see with a little more clarity and a little more objectivity. So I love that. That's great. I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I, and, I, and I love that you brought up that like you didn't know what you were actually feeling or thinking. And no. I think that 
that is something that, especially us as women, but a, a lot of people experience because we're all, we're taught to, to not pay attention to how we're thinking or how we're feeling. It starts at a very young age. Oh, yeah. you know, you don't want to go and I don't know, you want to, don't want to go do that. Well, you're going to do it anyway, because I said so or whatever. You uh-huh, know, I don't know uh-huh. what everyone's parents think it, but. But we're taught to just like not pay attention to ourselves. And it gets to a point where a lot of us can't even hear our intuition talking, like screaming at us going, don't do that or yes, do that. Right. And so this can be one of those first steps to really starting to get in touch with your intuition is to write it down and see, oh, wow, this is almost like automatic writing. You don't even yeah. have to pay attention necessarily right. to what's coming out. Just let it flow. Just let it flow. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's a tool I encourage a lot of people to, to try. There's, there's a lot of resistance to doing that, I think, because it is so revealing. You know? Yeah. So one of the other things I tell people is, well, get it down on paper. You look at it and then you can burn it if you don't, if you're afraid that somebody wants to see it or just to help you let go of it. Just burn it. You know, so yeah, totally. I, would, I might add that step to the the things I don't want to do is to take that piece out, burn that. Yeah. And just like, that's like, okay, now that's gone. That's, you know, let yeah, that go I to love spirit. that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So there's lots of things here that, that are really fascinating. There's, you know, the, the figuring out what you want, letting go of the house, letting go of how you get from here to there, be open to something better. I'm trying to think what else we've talked about because this is not a good. <laughs> and you still have stuff. to take inspired action. Like I, you can't oh, sit yeah. there and be like, "Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to raise my vibe," and you know, Lamborghini is going to appear in my driveway. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how it works. You still have to like go make the money and go down to the dealership, and you still have to do all the things with the goal of having the Lamborghini in the driveway. That's right. like I don't know if anyone really wants that, but it's an example of like you can't just uh, high vibe your way, a law of attraction your way to getting what you want. There's a lot of other things you have to do. You have to be an active co-creator with the Right. Universe. Okay. So let, let's talk about that piece a little bit more because I did fall into the the belief or, you know, what I was learning is that if I just put it out there, it's going to come. It doesn't work that way. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. But But putting it out there and feeling good uh-huh. And, you know, and trying to focus on feeling good, that that can do a lot. It can make it more possible for you to do the things to make what you, you know, want happen. I think about that time when I was in that deep, dark place and it was really hard to want, you know, quote unquote, manifest anything because mm-hmm. I was just like not capable of getting out of bed, <laughs> you know? Right. And so it's like, it's like all of that work on your emotional self and raising your vibration. There's valid that's valid. Oh yeah. But that can only take you so far, but it can help you see possibilities and things that you may not see. Cause you know, when we're in our dark hole, when we're in the, the box of our problem in, in life, it becomes really challenging to see possibilities yeah. or to see things that we could be doing. And so the, all of that stuff about raising your vibe, it's valid. It, Cause it can oh, help yeah. you get out of that, you know, unless it's a, it yeah. just feels good. It's a much nicer yeah, it place does. to live. <laughs> It does. Absolutely. So how would you then define inspired action? So I I think inspired action is very much when you get those little intuitive pings or nudges, like I should call that person. I don't know why. I just have a feeling I should call them or, you know, I, I don't know why I feel like I should go to this place or I shouldn't go to this place. Those intuitive pings, I think, are really important to take stock of because I think a lot of times inspired action comes from that. And then just action that feels exciting to you, yeah. you know, that feels like, 
ah, this, this feels good. You know, I, I think oftentimes about working on my business because a lot of the stuff I do, some people might think it was really mundane, but for me, it's inspired action because I just love every piece of it. You know, yeah. I want to, I want to build that funnel. I want to do that thing. <laughs> so, so I think if it feels exciting to you, then that's a good indication that it's inspired action. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah cause that's where, I know I get lost in the, I must do this, I have to do that. And then when I can, I catch myself and I back up and I go, okay, <laughs> that's no fun. And yeah, maybe it needs to be done, but maybe I just do a little bit at a time instead of trying to get it all done and include this inspired, you know, this thing that brings me so much joy because it makes that easier too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's, you do we have live, to live do... a human life. So there's things we have to do, you know. Yeah. And there's things we have to do that are not fun, like that are not unnecessarily inspired action. You need, you, you know, sometimes you got to do things like, like what we're dealing with right now. I got to call the well company and have them come like fix my well. And, you know, yeah. stuff that's like not super fun, but it has to be done because we need water, you know? And I think in, especially with spiritual professionals, there is this sort of balance between this masculine energy and this feminine energy and business. And I've seen it in a lot of my clients where they, they, I just want to do things that feel good. I don't want to do anything that doesn't inspire me or that doesn't feel good. And it's like, sometimes you got to just sit down and do stuff that isn't fun. Yeah. Be you know, but that has to get done. Those, those real structured things, because you, you can't just necessarily feel good your way into a, a successful business. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but also, also taking the inspired action. So you still have to have that structure and that flow. Right. It's a balancing act. It is a balancing act. And that's one I've, I'm working on a lot right now is just balancing that masculine feminine because I tend to be heavier on the feminine energy. And it's like the masculine, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally. linear. That's numbers. That's, you know, <laughs> but that stuff can set you free. I work with a lot yeah. of people around money and that stuff can set you free. Setting up those those money dates with yourself every week, setting up those budgeting systems, setting up the percentages of your money to go to the different buckets, you know, for life, all of that super linear, super quote unquote masculine structured stuff can allow more flow and freedom in your life when you, when you are, when you are really paying it. So I think of it with money a lot because a lot of times people just like let their money flow and it's like their money goes and they're like, what happened to all my money? <laughs> but you need that structure in order to have that flow and freedom in order to feel like I am abundant. I have more than enough money because I know, because I've been very intentional with how I've set up the structure for my money to flow, you know, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. an example. I had something I was going to add to that and then it just went <laughs> right out of my head. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. Maybe it'll yeah. It's it's anxiety when when I don't pay attention to those the you know those structured things, I get I, I feel start to feel anxious. I literally spent all day yesterday catching up on the the paperwork around my podcast guests because I you know I have to get it into the system so that my assistants can deal with it. You know, it's like, yeah. and I felt so much freer once I got that back under control. And if I do it you know regularly. I don't get that anxiety around it. So I've learned that systems, structures really do make me, like you said, it makes me feel like I can flow where, where flowing is, is a good thing, but I have all of this stuff in place so I don't have to try to mind manage all of that stuff. Totally. <laughs> so, totally. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Because I was, I was one, I, I worked with a business coach a couple of years ago who I adore because she really taught me about the value of systems. And 
And so I'm, I consciously create systems now. And, but I sometimes forget to like use the system. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm a work reason. in progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yes. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question I'm asking everybody this year. Sure. And that is, do you have a must read book? For me, my my quote unquote Bible, as it were, would be Asking It Is Given by Abraham Hicks. That book, it's it's a really powerful manifestation manual because not only is there, of course, talking about the universe and the law of attraction and everything, but there's actually, I think it's 22, really specific manifestation practices that you can do and you will 100, you will see results in your life. So huh. I really like that it's very tangible and practical in that way. Yeah. Okay. I haven't read that one. I'll have to go get that. <laughs> oh, it's it's great. It's I I, I give it to everybody. <laughs> okay, that's exactly what I'm yeah. looking for because I really I love books, and it's it's something that I want to bring. I wanted to bring into the podcast in a way, and so yeah. yeah so I'm building. I'm I'm going to be building a list for for anybody who's interested in. Uh, all well, of- if you read it, let me know. I'm curious to hear what you think. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will. I will. All right, Cooper, where can people find you online? Yeah, the best place is my website, coopergillespie.com. And there there are freebies and things that you can download to, to learn more. And so there's lots of resources there. So that's the best spot. And come hang with me on Instagram. I love Instagram. Instagram.com forward slash Cooper Gillespie. Easy peasy. All right. And I think you just answered everything I wanted to ask. Oh, she also has a podcast that's really awesome, and I'm going to be a guest on it. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was formerly the Becoming Infinite podcast. Now it's the Rebel Manifestor podcast. Yeah. And, and I like that because I like the idea of Rebel Manifestors, like people who just don't, we don't just settle for what we're told we should have in life. We're like, no, we're going to go get what we want in life. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And and I, I just listened to the this episode this morning, actually, and it just... She's, yeah, you're really good. Your energy is great. Your presence is amazing. And your information is invaluable. I've, I've got so many ideas for things that I want to tweak in my, the, today's was about branding, rebranding your business. And so yeah. I, I've picked up a lot of things from that. So go in and listen to her podcast as well, because it's really good. Yeah. All right. I want to thank Cooper for being here with me today. This was awesome. And thank you uh, for having me. Oh, this is so fun. I love it. We got to have two good conversations. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's one of the wonderful things about trading podcasts is it's like, oh, we get to do this twice. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's like such such different episodes in a way, which is really fun. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much for being here and sharing this amazing, wonderful, deep knowledge about consciously creating our life using manifestation. And I want to thank all the listeners and the, and the viewers for being here with us today. And I hope you too learned a lot today and are able to take this into your life in a practical way. So I will see you next time on Curiously Wise. And in the meantime, stay curious. Thank you so much for joining us today on Curiously Wise. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future fabulous conversations. And if you had any ahas, please share them in a review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to pay forward the unique wisdom we all have. If you want to know more about me or my intuitive energy healing practice, Heartlight Wellness, 
please head over to my website, www.heartlightjoy.com. Curiously Wise is a team effort. I am grateful for the skill and enthusiasm Arlene Membrot, our producer, and Sam Wittig, our audio engineer, bring to this collaboration. Our music is Where the Light Is by Lemon Music Studio. I'm Lauren Wittig. Please join me again next week for another episode of Curiously Wise. From my heart to yours, may your life be filled with love, light, joy, and of course, curiosity.